Wednesday was my first day without a drink, and I said, my name is Tom, and I am an alcoholic, and they all shouted back, hi, Tom, which I just thought was rude. <laughs> Part of recovery in Berkeley was being cool. We did not shout or clap or stamp. We were cool. If you did something that we liked, we would nod our heads and say, far out. That's what we would do. I thought I was at a rotary club, you know, or something. It was terrifying to me. Um, I said I hadn't had a drink since uh, Tuesday night, and I was going to go on to say real important stuff. And when I told this group of short-haired, tattooed, sock-wearing people with whom I had nothing in common that I hadn't had a drink since Tuesday night, they burst into applause. And that caught me completely by surprise. That, had, that was the last thing that occurred to me would happen at an AA meeting. Uh, I, hadn't been, I didn't know your rituals. Um, I, I had gone for a couple of times before not drinking. Not a lot, but a couple. And when I wasn't drinking, friends of mine would notice, for one thing, I wasn't falling down. And they would say things like, how long has it been? I did not have to say how long has what been, when it has a capital I. It means drinking, you know, and I would say, I haven't had a drink in two weeks now. They would say, what's it like? And I would say, I don't miss it at all. Feel better, work better, having a better time. They would not clap. <laughs> they'd get real embarrassed, or they'd change the subject, or they'd ask stupid questions like, well, do you want one now? Or they'd ask the children to leave the room. You know, that's the kind of stuff they do. But what occurred to me, and now I'm only a couple of days off booze, but the reason this group of women and men were able to applaud when I said I hadn't had a drink since Tuesday night was because I had finally met a group of people who knew what it meant to not have a drink since Tuesday night. And I... I think that's when I fell in love with Alcoholics Anonymous, which is not to say I liked you, and which is not to say I was glad to be there. But there was just this little flicker of hope, um, and I, uh, I had nothing else to say. I should say something about hope, though. Um, I, uh, from a, a Catholic background, and pardon my getting, denomination, getting a little denominational here, um, I um, went through the, the regular schooling um, that a lot of us did, and, and I had a pretty good time at it, I want you to know. I was taught, for the most part, by intelligent people who taught me well and liked what they were doing. One or two of them were psychopaths. Um, I think you would find them in any school, you know, and, and they weren't the group. They were the exceptions to the rules. So I had a pretty good experience. Um, but in third or fourth grade, you ask a lot of questions like what happens when you die. And um, 
they would say, well, if you are extraordinarily good and die, you go directly to heaven. That included Jesus and his mother. If you were really awful and died, then you did not pass go, you did not collect $200, you went directly to hell. And so the next question is, well, what about the 95% of us in the middle? Where do we go? And they said, well, it's only logical that there's a place in the middle, and it was called purgatory. So our next question in fourth grade was, what is the difference between purgatory and hell? And they would say, well, hell is a place of fire and brimstone and anguish and loss and suffering that lasts for all eternity. How long is all eternity? If you have a beach full of sand and a bird comes and picks up a grain of sand and flies to the moon and drops the grain of sand on the moon and comes back, and by the time the beach is empty, you have reached your first moment of eternity. <laughs> These are very important concepts in the fourth grade, I can't tell you. But the point is it goes on forever. So, all right, so what's purgatory like? And they would say, well, purgatory is fire, anguish, pain, suffering, and misery that only lasts for a hundred zillion years. <laughs> so the difference between purgatory and hell is that in purgatory there is hope. <laughs> That's what I mean by I felt some hope at my first meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. My life was over. I mean, I saw, no, I had, I didn't want serenity and peace and, oh, warm relationships and a future and a life. My hope was this. I am willing to go to these meetings forever. And I knew I was going to live to be real old. And I would never drink again if you could promise me that it won't get worse. And if that's all you could promise me, that filled me with hope, and I thought that was a bargain. Uh, I didn't come in here with a lot of high ideals. <laughs> I just wanted to know, how is it do you people not drink today? Because that had always baffled me. I was always able to stop drinking for a little while. I just couldn't stay interested in it. I meet non-alcoholics, and they ask me things like, well, Tom, do you ever really crave a drink? No. Well, if there was a great big crisis, are you afraid that you'd burst into intoxication? No. I can handle crises. I've handled all kinds of crises. Um, crises are not my problem. My problem are slow Thursday afternoons when I just lose my interest in staying sober. I needed to find out how to live a life without booze. 